Inspiring solutions to save America one show at a time. Are you ready to get on board? And new CNN polling the numbers. They're looking rough for President Biden. There is no way to spin this. CNN reads the country's mood right now and finds that America is deeply unhappy with Joe Biden. 55% of Americans, a majority, believe Biden's actions related to the Hunter Biden probe, inappropriate. Oof, problematic new polling numbers out this morning for President Biden. The CNN poll finds his approval rating sinking to just 39%. And we've had presidents who've fallen before who were a lot younger um, and people didn't go into heart palpitations. But his age is an issue and people have every right to consider it. If you, if it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to Anyway, from sea to shining sea, three hours of bold truth and excellence. The Wendy Bell Radio Program. Welcome back. Hour number two of the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Delighted to be with you. Did you pick up on the narrative? Hillary Clinton now chirping in. I don't know why she's relevant in any way. She's a freaking criminal. Right. And she's saying, well, you know, presidents have fallen, but he he is getting old. And she mentioned his age. How the hell old are you, lady? You're not looking so fresh. (laughs) Like if you were a multimillionaire, if you have defrauded America for years, if you had gotten, you know, infusions of cash from foreign governments because they thought you were going to win and you didn't because you suck. And then you had all this money and then you had the DOJ and everybody running interference for you and you got to keep that money and use that money and, and live on that money. Wouldn't you be ripped? Can I just say, would you not be ripped? You'd have a chef. You'd take. Per- you'd have a for personal trainer. You would look the best ever. And then there's Hillary Clinton. I think evil and darkness does a, does a number on your skin. <laughs> they say stress does a number. I'm going to go with if you're just gross and dark and corrupt, I think it just ages you fast, Hill. I'm not so sure you're the one we want to be talking about with regard to Joe Biden and his age. But that's what you hear. The uh, the exit strategy, the off ramp. All right. So there's just so much crazy going on that we need to identify. One is this Ken Paxton thing going on in Texas. And we're going to talk about that. And I'm going to freely admit to you, I've been watching it peripherally. But the thing I got to drop out of the gates here for you is this headline on the post millennial. You ready for it? The sound of freedom. A Sound of Freedom screening gets canceled on a U.S. military base over false allegations of QAnon ties. <laughs> First of all, that's disgusting, okay? Because the story is not political. The story is about child trafficking, that doesn't know one political party. Being a scumbag is not one letter after your name versus another. There are two heads on the same snake. And there's lots of guilt to go around. So let's read this story. Wait a minute. On a United States military base. Where drag shows drag queen story time for the kids on base. Come on in. 
where LGBTQ training seminars are pushed more enthusiastically than, I don't know, basic, basic training? Houston, is that a problem? I'm going to go with yeah. Yeah. So here we go. Two showings of the summer's sleeper hit Sound of Freedom were planned and then canceled by the U.S. Southern Command. According to the Military Times, critics of the anti-child sex trafficking film. Who could be a critic of child sex trafficking? If you're an anti-child sex trafficker, that means you are against children being bought and sold into slavery. If you're anti-anti, those two negatives make a positive. And that makes you pro scumbag let's just make sure we've got that all laid out here for you okay according to the military times critics of the anti-child sex trafficking film so pro-sex traffickers have questioned whether southcom's leadership is following a policy that requires troops to remain apolitical at work well Here's a newsflash for you folks in the military. I mean, I know this is complicated, I mean, right? Um, you've made it political. I think that transgender people should be able to serve in the military. I, I think transgender people should be able to get taxpayer-funded transgender surgeries and go through hormone replacement therapy and gender identity scrambling stuff. Really? That sounds like a political military foundation to you? And you're going to tell us that a film that exposes the most corrupt, despicable, and profitable trade around which the entire bribery apparatus of government and Hollywood and media and politics in general and music and Science is is wrapped, right? What? The outlet pointed to the words of human trafficking and exploitation consultant Sonny Slaughter, who asked, what is the idea and the ideology behind putting this, the sound of freedom, the sound of freedom, on a military installation, is this some form of indoctrination into an ideology of extremism? Who the hell is this consultant? While accusing the film star, star Jim Caviezel of using ties to QAnon in the storytelling. What? Can, can, you, can you imagine someone wanting to suppress a story that illuminates and puts on the big screen the most disgusting dark reality of the United States that we are like the number one country consumers of child pornography that there is widely known to be an, an underground railroad of human beings being sold and and purchased into servitude and, and you're not gonna you're not gonna show it 
on your military bases because you think it's too political? How involved in this child trafficking filth is our military? You guys celebrate drag queens. You guys push socialist and communist crap on your troops rank and file every damn day. And the very people who believe they're going into the military, the less than 1% of us who raise their hand and say, yes, I will serve, who believe they're doing something that is magnanimous, is another core of your indoctrination into communist, socialist, Marxist extremism? Ladies and gentlemen, if you had a son or daughter come to you and say to you right now, you know what? I, w- I want to join the military. Oh, hell no. Absolutely not. Not now you won't. Give it a year and a half. Sure, not now. So that's one of the sidebar stories we're following for you today. Just so you know where our minds are. Because we don't want some things to slip through the cracks. Now I want to get to this. How many of you are paying attention to this Ken Paxton trial going on in Texas? Why is this significant? Well, one of the things that strikes me as significant is it's very difficult to get information that you can depend on. Here's what we know. Ken Paxton, he is the Republican attorney general in Texas. He has faced legal troubles all throughout his three terms as the state's law enforcement officer. So he was impeached by the GOP-controlled House in May, and he was accused of sweeping abuses, including bribery, abuse of power, and obstruction of justice. Now, on the one hand, I'm thinking to myself, wow, 20 articles of impeachment, including abuse of public trust, unfitness for office, and bribery? I mean, are all of them... Wrong. That's the argument that we just heard on Fox the other day. Neil Cavuto asking a guest, asking Vivek Ramaswamy about Donald Trump's many indictments, 91 charges. I mean, can all of them be wrong? Hell yeah. And it's a GOP majority. Does that mean anything to you anymore? No. So we started reading a little bit about this. Well, what's this guy accused of doing? Why are they so desperate to get rid of him? What on earth could he have done? And so we started doing some digging. And then we started stumbling upon some video. He had to do something pretty gnarly. What kind of evidence was presented? We've got an audio soundbite from a guy who was the former deputy Attorney General under Paxton. And this guy and several others have blown the whistle, gone to the FBI, alleging criminal behavior on the part of Ken Paxton. And so this trial is going on. If I'm not mistaken, Paxton's own wife is a Texas state representative, right? So there's all these other things. He's also accused of having an affair, blah, blah, blah. Okay. They better have some really good evidence, right? What is it? Wait until you hear the audio soundbite we're about to play for you after this next break. 
I can't tell you if Ken Paxton's a good guy. I can't tell you if he's a bad guy. I can tell you that he's a victim of what I believe is the same sort of scheme going on against Donald Trump. The same sort of scheme going on against Enrique Tario, the Proud Boys guy. And we're going to connect those dots for you and play the star witness on the stand who admits they have no evidence. Cannot make it up. Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. All right, so let's just look at this. The tale of two worlds. Joe Biden. All sorts of suspicious activity reports, money laundering, shell corporations, nine family members, audio recordings, text messages, WhatsApp, um, all of it, right? Proof, 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 proof. The guy who blew the whistle on whatever it was that Ken Paxton did. And I'm still trying to figure out exactly what Ken Paxton did. Okay, whatever. They say he's, he's broken the law. He's done things. He needs to be impeached. Okay, fine, whatever. What kind of evidence do you have? Because in the world in which we live, in crime and punishment, that you have to present your case in order to have the punishment. So we started doing some digging. Ryan Vassar is a guy on the witness stand. The man who's going to be talking first is Ken Paxton's defense attorney, one of many. And remember, this is all about bankrupting MAGA people, right? This is about bankrupting conservatives. Again, Whatever Ken Paxton did, if it's an impeachable offense, okay. 20 different counts. Mitch Little is going to ask a former AG, the deputy AG, who's blown the whistle on Ken Paxton, what kind of evidence did you go to the FBI with? Question, answer, listen, it's important. Let me get this straight. You went to the FBI and reported him for potential crimes without any evidence. Do I have that correct? Um, we went to the FBI and reported. Please answer my question. Yes. Our no. belief that criminal activity had occurred. That was not my question. That Witness my needs question. to answer the question. Yes or no. Did I ask it again, Mr. Vassar? Please. I want to get this straight. You went to the FBI on September 30th with your compatriots and reported the elected attorney general of this state for a crime without any evidence. Yes? That's right. We took no evidence. Do you hear the defense attorney's shaking, quaking voice? The anger inside of him as he watches little plebes try to molest the justice system? Can we agree that if people break the law, they ought not be in public service? Yes. But they have ruined proceedings. They have ruined law. They have ruined medicine. They've ruined science. Because that's the only way they can win. Then I want you to hear this. When all else fails and it feels like you're going down on a sinking ship... This is Ryan Vassar again on the stand. His own attorney, though, when losing in the battlefield of ideas, facts, facts, come at me with facts. All he's got left is feelings. This is a grown man on the witness stand who's going to cry because Ken Paxton called him a name, called him a rogue employee. If I called you a rogue employee, 
Would you have a literal nervous breakdown on the stand? You wouldn't. But Ryan Vassar did. Listen. You've heard, have you not? Or have you heard? You're being referred to by the Attorney General, all of you, as rogue employees? Yes, sir. What was your reaction when you heard that allegation? It was hurtful. Why? Tell me. I, I've... Sorry. <laughs> I worked for the state for eight years. Get it out, babe. I'm sorry. As a, a public servant, as one who values... May I approach the witness? Wipe a tear. Oh, we, we got to yes. deliver some Kleenex. Here you go, sir. Oh, thank you so much. Oh, I'm going to dab my thank eye. You. Thank you. <clears throat> as one who values uh, the commitment to public service, um, to set an example for my kids. <laughs> of what? He went with no evidence. The people that I worked with. That I suck. The people that I managed. That I stabbed in the back. I made up stuff. <laughs> I have no evidence. And it's contrary. Oh. The statement of being rogue is contrary. Oh. Oh. Quaking lips. To the years that I dedicated my life to the state. <laughs> oh my goodness. The story sucks. The actors suck. There's nothing to it. Did you come with any evidence? I'm sorry, I don't know what you're talking about. Can I? Do I need to say it again? Evidence. Did you have evidence? And they, did you give evidence to the FBI? No. He called you rogue. I know, and I can't believe it. Man, we've got a lot of super soft people out there. Sadly, they're all dudes on the left. Oh boy, wait a minute, Lara Logan dropping an epic video. I gotta play this for you on the flip side. Do not go anywhere. You're tuned into the Wendy Bell Radio Network. You know, I think anybody who's paying attention at all to what is going on with the DOJ coming after us, uh, it is so un-American, it is so despicable, and like I said, going back to the opening monologue, they want this to be the new story, the new chapter of American history. That there were a bunch of people who were bad people, who went with a purpose on January 6th, and their purpose was to thwart the process of government, to overthrow power, to, to circumvent what they have called the safest, most secure election ever. When anybody talks to you in superlatives like that, it's a red flag. A hundred percent. I never. I always. It was the, the best. It is decided. You know, one of those. One of those facts, one of those truths that the people on the left aren't going to enjoy is that there were no weapons taken from the people on January 6th who got ensnarled in that debacle. And so this idea that they came w willing to fight, they grabbed their arms, these rogue MAGA extremists of danger, these weird wackos, right? They have beards, tattoos, Ball caps, 
They're mad. Hell yeah, they were mad. Because they saw exactly what happened on November 3rd. And they wanted to be there to at least in their own mental album. Be there when they saw it actually be codified. They knew it was bad. They knew it was wrong. They knew it was a cheat. They knew it was stolen. I followed all of this stuff the same way we did. And they went and got ensnarled in things that got way out of hand. But the persecution of these people, because they hate Donald Trump and hate MAGA, is just despicable. Laura Logan, I've had the great occasion to spend time with her. We text back and forth. She's dropping something next week that I believe is very important. And we are going to try, in fact, I will try at the end of the show to reach out to her and schedule her to come on. What is it that she's doing? Well, she's giving you a bird's eye view into some stuff that you probably haven't heard before regarding January 6th. And it has taken her all of these two years to do it. She's put together a trailer. And I think the left better be freaking frightened. The uniparty swamp creatures on the right, you better be frightened too. Because though you might want to silence the sounds of freedom, are you going to be able to silence this forever? Go. You've learned a lot more about January 6th. You talk to hundreds of defendants. What have you learned? Well, first I've learned about pain. I believe in my nephew. I am proud of him. He was just larger than life. We wanted to come and kind of just share what really happened today. He had never been in trouble before in his life. So this was just so overwhelming. I was sitting in my home and I got a call from his uncle. What did he say? They robbed him of his hope, his will to live. They took his fight away from him. They broke him. They completely broke him, and they broke his heart. It's hard to find the truth these days, and it's needed now more than ever. We've traveled the country to bring you honest, accurate reporting. Bottom line, Laura, they didn't want people going to the Capitol. They didn't want people even getting close to the Capitol. It never would have happened. It happened because they wanted to happen. No one was stopping you. This is the government we're talking about, okay? Like they have, like, nukes and F-15s. They can do whatever they want to stop average people like me. 34-year-old Roseanne Boylan was one of four people killed. This was a woman who got pushed down, smothered, trampled, and then beaten. Had this been covered at all by anyone else in the media? No. They named me as one of the insurrectionists that was preventing the cops from rescuing her. Was that true? Absolutely not. This crutch was right at my feet, and I put it above my head, and I said, in the name of Jesus, Lord, please stop this. Jeremy was at the Capitol providing security. I mean, he's quite literally the poster boy for the special forces. When you were arrested, they never sat you down and said, is this yours? No, because they're the same officers that recruited me on December 9th of 2020. From Department of Homeland Security. It's the same two guys. These people are hiding all of this information, and judges have let them get away with that. You could be here forever. I will be here as long as the American people leave me here. I'm Laura Logan with the rest of the story. Join us. I will be here as long as the American people leave me here. 
They came to my house and tried to recruit me. This is exactly the story that Enrico Tario shares. Enrique, I beg your pardon. And I want to just read the two first paragraphs of Julie Kelly's declassified substack. All of this is around seditious conspiracy. It's like, it's all very purposeful. It's why they're going after Donald Trump for Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. That whole insurrection idea. If you're found guilty of this. So they're using something in history. And they're creating a story. And they're making up the proof of it along the way while the media portray whomever is in their crosshairs as guilty. While at the same time running interference for Joe Biden and his family criminality. On September 5th, U.S. District Court Judge Timothy Kelly sentenced the last of five members of the Proud Boys convicted by a D.C. jury of various crimes, including... Seditious conspiracy earlier this year. Kelly imposed the longest sentence to date in any January 6th case by ordering Enrique Tario, the group's ex-leader, to serve 22 years in prison, even though Tario was not even in the Washington, D.C. area that day. Similar to his decision on the fate of Tario's co-defendants, Kelly consented to the Department of Justice request to add a terror enhancement to Tario's sentence, which dramatically elevated the base amount of prison time under federal sentencing guidelines. The crime? Shaking a temporary metal fence on Capitol grounds. Shaking a temporary fence. Admitting that Tario, quote, did not directly participate in the fence's destruction now officially a federal crime of terror. Kelly nonetheless claimed Tario somehow contributed to the destruction of government property from a Baltimore hotel room. This is where we are. This is where Ken Paxton is. Regardless of what Ken Paxton has credibly done, regardless of what any of these January 6 players actually did do, Molesting it to serve a narrative that is wrong. It is the rewriting of history. It is the changing of America's story. How about Enrico Tario? He says the feds asked me to lie about President Trump in order to indict him. And in fact, the story I'm reading by Cara Castro Nuova, Castro Nuova, sorry, She's featured in that Laura Logan expose. And she is a writer for the Gateway Pundit. And she sat down with Enrique Tario after he was sentenced. They asked me to lie about President Trump in order to indict him. Enrique Tario exclusively told the Gateway Pundit. I told them to pound sand. And because I refuse to lie about President Trump, it cost me 22 years of my life. What do you want to bet that that's when they added that terror charge on top of it? Oh, yeah? 
See, we have a story to tell. And the story is of a president who is too dangerous for the United States. The story is he intentionally ginned up the crowd to get them to go and riot, to overthrow the transfer of power. These MAGA extremists, a threat to our democracy. Those are all of the lines that they've dropped in all of this. And they'll go to the extent to arrest and imprison Peter Navarro. But he said, I'm done with your freaking reindeer games, January 6th committee. Stop trying to get me to testify. I'm not here for your cherry-picked sound bites. I'm not here for you to withhold exculpatory evidence as you did with Jacob Chansley, the QAnon shaman who spent 15 months in solitary with a known personality issue, a known disability, and you threw him away because of your rabid desire to tell a story that didn't happen because you know you cheated and we know that you cheated and you know that Donald Trump knows where all of the bodies are buried. And you had the audacity to come to our house said the man featured in Laura Logan's teaser video. They came to my house to recruit me. It's on my ring doorbell. Why do you think when Nathan Hughes' home was tossed in Arkansas, you know, when the Liberty Safe information was given to the Fed so they could raid it, even though he wasn't there either, why do you think they shut off all the cameras? Why do you think they ordered the cameras shot off at Mar-a-Lago? Democracy ends and dies in darkness. And isn't that the purpose? It's not about democracy. It's not a threat to democracy. We don't live in a democracy. We live in a republic. And there is a difference. Because what we believe is that people have inalienable rights that cannot be voted away by the majority. They cannot be stolen by fictitious stories of safe and secure. They can't be molested by backdoor ballot drops, boxes dropped of ballots, and being fed into the machines all night long. We're getting to the point of desperation. And that is a good thing. Because the side that is desperate is the side that knows all of this is coming out. And that they'll be done. More next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. All of these things in my mind, you know, it's it's difficult to hear. Uh, it's difficult to hear the facts. It's difficult to hear being exposed, these filthy people who, who hate us. But I, I want to go back to this overarching theme. And I do believe that the entirety of corruption in this country is predicated on bribery. 
I think there is an apparatus of bribery and and despair and darkness, the likes of which once you go so far, once you sell your soul, once you've crossed that bridge, there is no coming back. And, And I think for a lot of people who are embroiled in the filth of of this child sexual exploitation human trafficking which is the number one money maker now it eclipses the drug trade i mean the cartels yeah 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 drugs will get you high and will kill you with fentanyl but the money is on human human chattel is that the most disgusting concept you could ever imagine of course of course but we also notice trends And I think it's important to pay attention to the trends because they tell you where their mind is. They tell you where we're going next in their sordid little plan. If you've got a candidate who is obviously old, who's obviously dark, who's obviously corrupt, and the majority now of Americans, according to CNN, have awakened to that fact, you know that if Chris Christie, in a head-to-head matchup, Chris Christie who only like 11% of New Jersey gave a thumbs up to. If Chris Christie is is beating Joe Biden in a hypothetical head-to-head matchup, you know you're cooked. The question is, is the amount of cheating within your range? And what are the pieces of that puzzle that have to happen in order for you to pull out the most ridiculous coup ever? to pull from the American people a secondary cheat and to expect anything less than revolution. What do you need in place? Well, you need the right players in the mouthpiece section. And that makes me happy to hear that Jen Psaki has been elevated upwards, my friends. They're getting in place the machinations of their storytelling, the narrative that they're going to push. MSNBC is bumping former Joe Biden spokeswoman Jen Psaki to a primetime spot. Look, I am a television news anchor and reporter. Have been. Let's just say I have been. I'm the first to tell you, you do not need to be a rocket scientist to be on television. Usually, you need to have some redeeming characteristic. For women, it's usually, they got to be somewhat presentable, right? They're usually okay to look at. Men, I don't know. Jen Psaki, however, to fail upwards from being the deliverer of U.S. propaganda to now being a a state-run propagandist through the media is a stunning election season kickoff surprise msnbc is giving joe biden's former press secretary a primetime tv slot just in time for the 2024 election why would they do that because she's connected to a bunch of yuck consider what this means a far left cable news outlet is allowing a former press secretary to present herself as a news show host while her former boss is seeking re-election. When I was in television, you weren't even allowed to utter a whisper 
of your political proclivity. If you were Republican, nobody knew about it. If you were Democrat, nobody knew about it. Now, you're on MSNBC. If you're not hook, line, sinker, carrying the water for the party, you're not climbing up. Poor Chris Hayes. I wonder if he still thinks it's magic. Try to, re- try to imagine this. Try to imagine the reaction from the left, right? If Sarah Huckabee Sanders... Now the governor of Arkansas, who for a while was Jen Psaki for Donald Trump, right? Imagine if Sarah Huckabee Sanders was given the 8 p.m. slot on Fox News during the 2020 election. Can you imagine? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Right? Inside with Jen Psaki will now run on the cable news channel Monday nights at 8. I can't wait. And it replaces an hour of all in with Chris Hayes. They're laying the cards. They're dropping the breadcrumbs for you. They're going to be beating you over the head with a barrage of garbage. And all of that garbage is going to be breathless about Trump. Trump this, Trump that, Trump trial, Trump this, Trump, you know, indictment. All of it. While people in East Palestine, all they wanted was to know that they weren't forgotten. The people of Lahaina, whose names we still don't know, will we, will we ever know? Or will they just be forgotten? That is what this is. And we will not forget. National security expert, John Guandolo. He's on his honeymoon. Is he going to call in? Is this the day? <laughs> Wait for it, ladies and gentlemen. Hour number three of the Wendy Bell radio program, moments away. <laughs>